and tools is brought to you by EXO Auto Works. EXO Auto Works is Colorado Springs' home of the $40 synthetic blend oil change. Call now, 719-375-3232, or visit exoautoworks.com to make your appointment. Enharmonic Studios. Enharmonic Studios is a hybrid digital analog facility designed to be quality and affordable to anyone who wants to make history. Call today, 719-963-2020, or go to facebook.com slash enharmonicstudios. Trevor's Beard is brought to you by The Beard Struggle. The Beard Struggle is my go-to for beard hygiene and styling products, so you should click the link below and use the code TLANE15, that's TLANE15, for 15% off your order. The Toolbar, our new line of handmade soap produced in partnership with Crafts by Carolyn Lane, available on Etsy. This soap packs a punch of manly scent, like oak and fig, fresh cut lumber, cedar, and more masculine fragrances being developed all the time. With the soft touch of natural oils to cleanse and moisturize, use the link below to buy the Toolbar now. Once you try it, you'll never want to wash with anything else. This is well. Oh, thank you. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. From EXO Auto Works. Streaming all over the world. It's your weekly dose of toxic masculinity. With Eric Madrid. And Trevor Lane. It's Man's Tools. That's right, it's Man Tools. Welcome to another Thrills and Spills and Chills episode here on mantoolsmedia.com. Hopefully we hit the uh, button so that we're not just talking and it sounds like this. Uh, no, not this time. I can see it. <laughs> it's, it's making noise. I mean, I've been known to hit a button or two. I've been known. It's happened. And that was only the last half of the last show. I mean, it was only half and of the show. And everyone could still hear the guest, which was funnier. So Yeah, so it was uh, half was of fine. a conversation. Yeah. It was probably the best half of that conversation. Speaking of guests, we have a couple of guests tonight. One doing a uh, coming on here a little bit to give some information for the Marshall Fire and uh, here in Colorado, which has impacted thousands of homes. Thousand homes? Yeah. And thousands of lives let's put it that way yeah so we'll be chatting with him just a minute and then we have a very special secret sauce guest coming up um from an awesome awesome podcast youtube channel you know we're yeah. a youtube podcasty channel facebook conglomerated you know what we are we are the best myspace page that never <laughs> happened that's what we are tom we love you we love you tom Tom forever. <laughs> Tom forever. Forever. <laughs> uh, well, our guest should be calling in in any second now, and uh, we'll see what uh, see what we have going on there. Um, real quick, while he's he's doing that, we've got uh, a pretty cool show. Pretty much, do we have some cool stuff happening? Um, well, it, not not the cool stuff segment, but we do have a bunch of cool news stories. And, uh, of course, uh, the big thing I'm looking forward to is the week in history because we have a history buff with us right. later on. Yeah. So, our secret sauce guest. Yeah. 
Oh, um, there's the uh, there's the phone. We'll get to the going hot to the phone lines right now. That's funny. Hello, you're on the air with Man Tools. Hey, this is Dave Trailer with Statewide. Dave, hey. how are you doing, Dave? I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to talk to you. Yeah, haven't seen you in in a in a minute. Um, let's uh, just real quick. Uh, statewide, uh, Colorado is at ghoststatewide.com, and you're calling in to chat with us a little bit about the Marshall wildfire, correct? Yes, I am. I just wanted to to let all your listeners know that you know statewide restoration is a full service disaster restoration company. You know, we've been in business for decades. Uh, we've helped many, many families, like our families here in Colorado, what they're going through now. We help them rebuild their homes after a loss due to a fire, flood, or severe weather. Uh, we're a licensed, bonded general contractor. Uh, we'll handle all aspects of rebuilding your life, you know, all the way from working with your insurance company to moving you back into your new home. Uh, our goal, only goal, is to make the entire process as transparent and as easy for you as possible. And we understand that, and you should understand that each member of our team is a professional and dedicated to the statewide mission. And we are here to help in any way we can. Well, and a couple of ways that statewide is going to help, there's a phone number right up on our screen. Uh, to get a hold of statewide directly, it's one eight hundred two nine eight not seven nine three eight two nine eight seven nine three eight. You can call it now. Now, Dave, you've also got a couple of things happening this weekend. Tomorrow night, it's uh, tomorrow afternoon, one p.m. and three p.m. There's going to be um, uh, information session. Correct. Yes, that is correct. Uh, they're going to be tomorrow. They will be at the Double Tree in Thornton which their address is 83 East 120th Avenue. And like you said, it'll be at 1 p.m. and also 3 p.m. It's free. It's just an informational session to, to help people understand what their next steps are. Then we will have another one on Saturday at the Omni Interlochen Hotel. That's at 500 Interlochen Boulevard in Broomfield. That's also at 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. And like I said, they're free. We just want to help people understand what their next steps are and answer any kind of questions they have and anything we can do to help. Absolutely. I mean, at a time like this when, I mean, basically you've lost your entire home to a fire, the the last thing you're thinking about is, wait, how do I call my insurance and get that all taken? How do I get that start? How do I even get started? And these uh, seminars, they're basically information sessions. I wouldn't call it a seminar, but these information session, sessions tomorrow afternoon and Saturday afternoon at least will get you know information out to these folks and uh, resources that statewide can provide. Correct. That's correct. You know, we can help them figure out what their next step is. Uh, unless you've been through this, you have no idea what our family here in Colorado is experiencing. And it gets confusing, especially, you know, right in the beginning. And we're here to help. We can help you, you know, figure out your next step, where to go, who to call. We're All you got to do is come and see us, and we will help you. Absolutely. Well, thank you for chatting with us. And uh, 
Uh, hopefully we'll have you on the show. We'll talk a little bit more about it, um, possibly next week or the week after. But for everybody out there, that was Dave, uh, trailer over at Statewide Restoration. You can go find them at gostatewide.com or call the number, especially if you're impacted by the Marsh, Marshall wildfire. It's 1-800-298-7938. Dave, thank you so much. You bet. Thank you, guys. It was good talking to you. Yep. I'll see you at work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right thanks, bye. Guys. Thanks. Bye. Gostatewide.com. You guys check that out. We're going to break over to uh, our breaking news. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well, <laughs> you got to remember, it's a comedy show. We, I mean, we're not taking anything unseriously, but... Uh, we're here to provide help and humor and uh, happiness and Hanukkah and hand jobs <laughs> to anybody who needs them. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I never agreed to give hand That's jobs. That's in your contract, Trevor. I'll, I thought it was receive. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk to my lawyer. Wow. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let's bring in our, our other guest. He's like, oh, shit, I'm on deck. I'm not sure. Oh, God. I'm not oh, sure. God. I talked to Trevor on the phone. I did not talk to that Eric guy. I agreed to this out of duress. <laughs> That's comedy. So we're going we're gonna to bring in uh, Tony, the pop historian. Yep. Hey, can you hear me just fine? Yeah, we're going to move our screen oh, there. Okay. There it is. There we go. Yeah, better, worse. No, you're fine. Oh. It that, that's on our end. We're a real podcast. Yep. Oh, that's how these things work. That's it. <laughs> We're a real podcast, huh? <laughs> you need the microphones. You need the good video. That's about it. Right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, hey, Tony, how you doing? Uh, Tony's from the Pop Historian. Tell us a little bit about your uh, YouTube channel. Well, uh, I've always been a big fan of history. Got was in the military for a few years, got out 18 days later, decided to go to school because history and IT go great together. And that's what I've been doing for the past 10 years. Um, so I, you know, spend a, a couple weeks doing a bunch of research, uh, going into it as depth as I like to, uh, and pumping out something 10 to 15 minutes that I hope is entertaining. I hope is a little bit funny here and there, but, um, you know, is informative in a way that, you know, something you might not see. Um, I only got two videos up right now, but I've been working on a bunch. Uh, I got something about uh, the history of raccoons and how people used to – well, the president got sent a raccoon to eat for Thanksgiving. Yep. And then I have another bit about the uh, Space Force, how that kind of got set up. Yeah, I watched the one about the raccoons. Uh, <laughs> it was it, – it's like a lot of things where um, it's a lot of uh, kind of interesting facts – uh, but it makes you chuckle when you're like, you know, the, Dude, the, basically these idiots in Mississippi thought that the president should eat a raccoon for Thanksgiving. Like, here you go, bud. Like, <laughs> and it was, oh, it was live and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it, uh, it, and it was, I think it, I think it showed a period of time where there was a much wider divide between urban and rural mm. Americans because, yeah. It wasn't like, um, like, I don't think it, it was like a period of time when not everybody had a phone. The phone existed, but I don't think oh, everybody, sure. you know, yeah. most people didn't have a phone in their house. 
Um, yeah. If you wanted to do anything, you'd have to send a telegraph. Yeah. I mean, even then, yeah. when you're talking about backwoods Mississippi, even now, if you look at the uh, the area that it was sent from, it was called Nittayuma. It's still not even a town. People are living there, but it's it's both of them. Not even a, <laughs> a there's not even a mayor. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. We have one of those. It's called Magody, Colorado. <laughs> The liquor store is also the post office, is also the courthouse. Yeah, I Saves that. time. <laughs> hey, you know, it saves time and everybody has a better time. With yeah, it. great fishing down there. But it, it I don't know, it was funny because it, it, it demonstrated to me that bit, that kind of divide between, uh, like I said, rural and urban America. That I think it was a lot wider and deeper back then. Um, where these, you know, these... Um, Rural Americans, we'll call them. Um, they thought a raccoon would be a fine Thanksgiving oh, sure. meal. <laughs> I mean, it, it, no <laughs> compunction about it. Like, and, and of course, you want it fresh, so we're going to send it alive. Right. Uh, <laughs> that was a nice gift. You know, it's the thought that counts, right? It's, it's something like that. I mean, I've shown up. You know, I've shown up to friends thanksgiving dinners and you're looking at what's on the table you're like are you fucking kidding me right now like what is that like you know it, i don't know you feel like uh you feel like you're on a weird episode of star trek where you gotta <laughs> eat some klingon shit like, like i don't know man well it, i gotta tell you i'm like that anytime somebody puts grapes in their chicken salad mayo on a hamburger and nope well, you know, like in uh, the Netherlands, they put it on French fries. I mean, everything. They put it on, yeah, they put that on everything. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, so only two videos up. Yeah, so the big ones, and I've been working on this probably since uh, February of last year. Um, next big ones that I have are, is a good piece I have about Mortal Kombat, history of video gaming. Um, kind of uh, go into how people have been uh, treating video games as historical pieces these days the library of congress has like 3000 video games box art that sort of stuff that they keep on file um i got another pretty good one where i go into the uh, kind of early space flight that we'll see how influential uh, nazi scientists were both in the u.s and in the soviet union i actually managed to speak to uh one of the big historians um, who's written books about that on the Soviet side because you can't find anything about it. It's all in Russian. Yeah. Yeah. That's an aggressive language. It is. Uh, we went to space. <laughs> well, I was speaking to the guy and he was uh, apparently from Pakistan originally. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, I grew up in the United States. I had to learn Russian and Ukrainian. And I'm like, this this guy, he's way out, way out of my level. Nice. <laughs> That'd be weird. Like, a bunch of Russians up in space, and they're the first ones that run into like the aliens. Aliens would be like, "Man, that's a bad neighborhood." <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's why they don't visit as much. <laughs> they're like, "Man, those guys are tough. They're mean." That's funny. Well, um, I dig the whole space force thing. I want to I want to check that one out. Um, didn't wait. I was gonna make a Steve Carell joke, but I lost it. I had something he for this. Did. He did the Space Force. Uh, yeah, the TV show. Boots yeah. on the Moon. That was the joke I was going to make. Yeah. Boots on Fuck the moon. that joke up. We... We'll edit that out later. We don't edit no. anything. No. It's live. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that point of view. We don't edit anything. Uh, editing takes two damn Yeah, long. we don't edit. Excuse Man me. tools is we don't edit anything. 
and buttons aren't toys. That's our. That's model. right. That's right. All those right. are the two. Those are the two big ones. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> All right. So history stuff. So do you have a history major, history minor? Yeah. So I got a major in history. I'm looking at going back at my master's. Um, this upcoming fall. Uh, so that should be good. And I really was just hoping to move forward with that. Um, it's always been something I liked, love, you know, grew up playing, uh, like Rome, total war, that sort of stuff. Love middle ages, love Rome. Um, yeah. And I just think it's fascinating to learn all these different things, the way that people used to do things and kind of, uh, the little things that you'll see here and there. Uh, it, it just, it's mind blowing. Um, no, I dig it, man. Been, I dig it. I taught a, a, uh, intro to audio engineering. I, I I did a course. It was like a sort of an intro course at the college here, and it was like the history of recording, you know, music recording. And I took it from um the Manhattan Project down to why uh white radio would finally play Michael Jackson. Yeah, and that was just the one linear. linear that's the linear thread. Yeah. And those threads can go so far. Crazy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the guy who pioneered uh, multiracial bands on the radio in the 60s was the dude who was working on the Manhattan Project and couldn't yeah. get a job because he he knew, you know, 1940s physics and they're still teaching 1936 physics in schools. And yeah. yeah. No, it's crazy, actually. The one that I'm working on about Nazis in space. Um is you had the head of the Nazis V2 project, which is where they had essentially the first thing in space were these V2 missiles that the Nazis created to bomb London Mm -hmm. from France. The head on that, Werner von Braun, later became the first head of NASA. And it was known at the time that he was, you know, a card-carrying member of the SS and everything to the point that there were like pop songs written about this guy uh, uh, making fun of him. Yeah, well, it, it, at the end of World War II, it was a mad dash to get all of the scientists. <laughs> Even before that, I mean, it was I mean, between us and the Russians. It was like who could just, grab them, snatch them up first. Just the just the whole Manhattan Project because we thought they were onto it. Because cesium one thirty five, we figured out it's decay stuff, and then they're like, "Well, shit! If we figured this out, Germans figured it out. Oh God, we got to get after this!" Like. And then they were, you know, courting German scientists to come over. And let's just let's also be real. And I'm going to say something that's very unpopular. At one point in time, the the Nazi Party was not the villain that it became, like the villain villain that it has become in history. Uh, okay. Not the villain villain, like because the way people view it now is, um, I mean, obviously, all the horrible shit they did. But at some point, Germany was like, "Well, we're gonna elect this guy." It's uh, well, yeah. right? I mean, on I, a world stage, it, it wasn't like they were not. Um, well, when, I mean, fucking Hitler was the Times Man of the Year. Yeah, at one point. at one point, did the did the opening speech at the Nuremberg Olympics? Like, so I, I mean, I guess I'm a bit confused as to what you mean because he wasn't elected as a president he was elected chancellor right i know he was elected with by a minority right and then finally uh the president just said said, if he's going to be given in power right then uh it's switched over and basically so he won the popular vote again i make i make jokes he won the he won the equivalent of the electoral electoral vote vote. yeah yeah so at some point we were dealing with 
the United States was dealing with them, not in a not pointing guns at them. That's basically what I'm saying. At one point, well, yeah, right. So the same with any anybody we've ever probably gone to. Well, and it, like last week we were talking about, um, we had that thing about um, Henry Ford. <laughs> the point <laughs> I was trying to make it was kind of like. We're getting in this on their on their side, right? Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> le- legitimately, Henry Ford was like, "Oh, cool." So we're gonna help. Germany we're gonna help Germany. Win this war. Awesome. Oh yeah. We're gonna help Germany. I'm in. Like, massive, yeah. Massive Nazi sympathy. Again, history, history, history will note. You know, what is, how does what does the saying go? You know, history will reveal and tell the the true tale eventually. Um. The point I was trying to make is like, yeah, that that dude became the head of NASA at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, somebody there's, the, who's, there's somebody... a joke in uh, in Archer. <laughs> yeah. She says something like, "If you walk into the the uh, <clears throat> the control room at NASA and yell Zig Heil, like half the room's going to stand up and drop whatever they're <laughs> holding on to to snap a." <laughs> that's, that's... Yeah, you might not be wrong with early NASA. Yeah. Uh... You might not be wrong. That's just funny how we view it now, decades later. I'm just, I'm waiting. I would love to be immortal. I'd love to be Captain Jack Harkness and just be able to sift through time and watch it all kind of happen and then be like, look at what we're dealing with right now with the with the hindsight of, you know, 50, 60, 80 years later and go, huh, that's how we remember it. Well, here's the crazy part, too, is that you have calls in all sorts of different ways that this is how it's going to be remembered or that's how it's going to be remembered. And then you have like one group that ends up being right about it. Yeah. 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 Well, and like with 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 (laughs) with the uh, what the Nazis went on to uh, post World War Two, I think there was also an element like, you know, Patton during the uh, Marshall plan, oddly enough. Um, was questioned by the press because he was supposed to be denazifying. So everyone in the Nazi party was supposed to get kicked out of especially any government jobs that they had. And he said to like the reporter, like uh, <clears throat> they kind of baited him into this answer, but it was like, look, before this got out of hand, joining the Nazi party was like joining the Republicans or the Democrats. And eventually it became, well, you got to be in the party to get a good job. Mm-hmm. And, hey, if the guy that can make the trains run on time happens to have been a part of this party <laughs> and he can keep making the trains run on time, guess what? He's going to keep that job. <laughs> so I think there was an element of, yeah, you get know, to work. Was he, were they Nazis or were they Nazi Nazis? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> Well, that, and that's the really interesting thing is that you see this bizarre mix of people who were um, in the party to further political ambitions and people who were in the party because they believed in it. And that line was so heavily blurred from time to time. For example, Von Braun, yes, it's kind of uh, it's you kind of see that he wanted to get in the party because that's the only way to move forward with his scientific ambitions. Right. But he was also the guy who you know, use slave labor to build the rockets and had thousands of people die right. doing it. So it's kind of that thing of, 
you know, how far is too far and uh, who should kind of um, almost be held accountable. Well, yeah. From that and, and, perspective. and you have kind of the flip. Um, if you look at Schindler, he's like super venerated now, but he kind of wasn't that great of a guy <laughs> either. Yeah. You know they, what I what, mean? What do they say? Like he just wanted to run his factories. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> some, some nobility there, but yeah, basically want to run his factory. Yeah. Well, they say history is written by the victors. You know, how do we know that uh, Captain Oates went out for his legendary walk? By the guy who probably ate him, Scott, and his diary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going out for a while. It may be some time. <laughs> That's good shit. Well, bro, I think, um, what is it? It's the the pop historian. Yeah, it's the one with the, uh, the popcorn. If you hit the one with Red Dead Redemption gameplay, you've gone too yep. far. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so f- weird tangent. Who's this chick that was popping up Red Dead Redemption scenery and then sending it to the local news? And, and the local news was going, "Oh, look, this person's out on a beautiful hike." I have no idea. <laughs> she's been doing it recently. <laughs> yes, it's one of my Reddit feeds. She's she's uh she's been posting um these beautiful sceneries. And the Denver News and the other, like, on on their out and about section has been posting it. And these people are just like, this is the most, my favorite, <laughs> this is my favorite place. The a people, great spot. And the people who play the game. Like, what? There's something about Red Dead Redemption gamers that they must just have this collective no not to narc. Because they just, they post and they're like, this is so beautiful. I love this place. I've been here a bunch. This like, it's like this massive group trolling they thing that is just along. so much fun. Local news station in Oregon mistakes Red Dead screenshot. <laughs> yes. For nature photography. <laughs> Apparently she got away with it a couple of times. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to. Show. Yeah, she's just photoshopping herself into uh, yes. photoshopping herself into the background. Dude, she gets she gets a 16 ounce salute with that one. Yeah, that's Good awesome. Honor. Oh my goodness! And here's the worst part: is I'm looking at it, at what they show. It looks real. Yeah, pretty. it's super pretty. <laughs> she knows what she's doing with that Photoshop, huh? <clears throat> well, um, I tell you what, let's take a look at some news stories and. Uh, <laughs> Oh boy! So we'll take a look at some things that are going on now. Yes, and this then is we'll amazing. get in. We'll get into the week in history, in history which uh, Tony shall shine. Yeah. Did you Did you prepare yourself? Did you prepare <laughs> a whole thing for us for this week in history? Man, I didn't know I was supposed to do. No, that we're just gonna quit. You know what? We're to we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> do um um suicide trivia with Tony. <laughs> Kamikaze mean, trivia. <sighs> no, it'll be it'll be easy. But we'll uh we'll do some news first. So uh right. we'll get into this. All right, so uh, our first story comes out of Poland, where a uh, a very um, clever gym owner has gotten around their COVID restrictions 
by declaring his business a church because church is considered essential. Uh, and I don't think they quite have a state religion, but uh, it, yeah, they take religion very seriously. In Poland. <laughs> sure. I take back all the dumb Pollock jokes I've ever heard. <laughs> This guy's a genius. He's going to keep his business open. So as this as this article uh, starts with the question, isn't your body supposed to be a temple? Well, <clears throat> a uh, Polish gym has worked out a way to stay open under new COVID restrictions by rebranding as a church. Uh, because fitness classes, this is a quote, because fitness classes aren't allowed starting today, we're offering religious gatherings for members of the Church of the Healthy Body. <laughs> Nice. The, uh, the Atlantic. I've supported using religion to yeah. get over local laws. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm in. The Atlantic Sports Club in Krakow said in a Facebook post on Saturday, uh, well, uh, manager, I'm not going to try to pronounce that Polish name, also dubbed the gym's trainers as the elder council. <laughs> <laughs> this move comes after Poland shuttered most gyms and pools in an effort to curb a recent surge in COVID-19 infections. That's amazing. That's brilliant. Yeah. We know a couple of gym owners here in the States that have struggled and have lost their stuff. So they should have made it a church. They got to got a tax dodge too. Well, the big one, do we have any update for that at all to see if it went through and, for what, what the Polish guy? Yeah. Um. No. Just that he he. As of the sixth at ten a.m., that's what he did or tried to do. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it doesn't say like if uh, if they crack down on him and you know like they were doing um what's that gym in New Jersey Attila's or whatever Attila's yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, just church services are allowed, so they are now calling their um, <laughs> their training sessions uh, a church service, and the staff is now clergy. <laughs> I dig it. I dig That's it. That's pretty clever. Um, let's see this next one. Oh, let me. Um, when we were on tour with the band, we all got ordained so that we could just say we were traveling. You know, the first church of rock and roll. It's Pastor Ryan and Pastor Matt, Pastor Hook. Me, um, this video. So, I was actually ordained for a bit, and I could legally marry people. Yeah, and, yeah. And I just uh, felt that would have been too much of a hassle to take care of. I did it for a couple friends because they're rock and roll. They nice. played a band, they recorded an album with me at my place, and I was like, they're like, hey, you've been, it was something weird, like, she was, she's like, you were always so nice to me when I came over to the studio, you didn't treat me like one of the girlfriends, like, other places and stuff. I was like, hell no, you're making sandwiches, and I'm fat, you were awesome. <laughs> you were a guitar player's old lady, and I'm like, you're good, we're good. Anyway. Well, uh, this, well, I don't know if this happened in Australia, this is an Australia uh, news report. Uh, this lady here was um she's going through a uh divorce now but um well just watch what she did uh we, we i think we can put two and two together and come up with four you're about to witness one of the most audacious attempts by a wife to frame her husband for domestic violence she's dangerous very dangerous 
Watch how this woman astonishingly punches herself in the face. Not once, but twice. Holy shit. Later telling police <laughs> her husband bashed her. Mm. It's flipped my life upside down. So she's, uh, she's... In the elevator. In the elevator. In their apartment Punches complex. herself a couple times. And then says, my husband beats me. Yeah, you always, you always got shitheads who lie about stuff. Yeah. Which um, really, which from my point of view is it takes away from the people who really need help. Yeah. Who are actually mm -hmm. in a yeah. bad situation, so... Yeah, amen. Yep, this woman. You need to. I don't know. Whatever they did to her, hopefully they they gave her double. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, it sounds like the the husband, uh, or soon to be ex husband now, uh, <laughs> run away, bro. Uh, you know, luckily there was video, and I I don't know how you don't know that things aren't being recorded on video everywhere, like. I don't think it matters. No. With the possible exception of bathrooms. And even then, even then, some creep probably has a camera in there. <laughs> oh, we've all been to motels once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so, yep. I actually have that um, little app for the... You can scan. Oh, to see if there's... Yeah, yeah. I have that app. And they're in all the hallways in every motel. They're yeah. in most restaurants. Everywhere. Well, um... What is this? So I don't know if you're into 90 Day Fiance. Oh, this stupid woman. But uh, this lady here uh, came to fame because of 90 Day Fiance. She's now on the uh, the spinoff, 90 Day The Single Life, because in a story that surprises no one, a lot of those uh, 90 Day Fiance <laughs> relationships have gone Is south, and now out? they're all back on the uh, the dating scene. Tony, I want to read this to you because I don't think you can see it. No, I can. I can yeah. see this very. Oh my yeah. god, you can see it. Uh, that is. I just. My question is: Is she making money off of it? The so, farts. Yeah, she, it, she was. here's the deal. So she was. She was. Uh, she was selling jars, which contained her farts. Uh, you know? Let's see, a reality star who launched a gassy venture peddling <laughs> her fancy flatulence to strangers, Stephanie Mato. 31 blew away people on social media. Yep. When she <laughs> recently announced that she was making 50 grand a week. And because of the demand, she was forcing the farts out and she now has a problem with her heart. I wonder. Okay. <laughs> I think okay. she's doing it wrong. That has curbed her. She, she is now taking a break from the fart sales. At 31. So there, that's what you get if you order it. It's a jar. It's got some flower petals. And then. But. Yeah. Would the flower petals like ruin the entire thing? No. I, I think what the flower petals actually do is they store whatever scent is in there. Like they, they technically absorb whatever scent. And then when it hits air again, it releases the wow. scent. But then why not just like one big fart over a bunch of flower petals? And then I mean, I'm not, I'm not one to, I'm not one know. to mess. She I mean, she was making 50 G's a week. She's doing something right. So, all right, yeah, I'm not gonna bag on her for being entrepreneurial. Well, um, let's just all let's send her, her our hopes and prayers that her her heart from her farts problem. Goes well, this away. this is what they what they came up with. So she uh, she felt like she was experiencing a heart attack. She went to the hospital. Uh, they gave her a bunch of tests, including blood work and EKG. She was told that the pain in her chest was the result of her steady diet of gas-inducing bean and eggs. 
because she was trying to keep up with, uh, you know, with, she she wanted to keep her customers happy. With demand. Yeah. <laughs> That's dedication to your job. Mm-hmm. I have not seen that in a in a person in a long time. That's true dedication. And hustle's uh, real. Yeah. Surprising coming from a person so young, because that generation typically does not have that kind of dedication. Right. So, Dude, I'm only 27. It's <laughs> the best number. Is it? It is. Another long story. Oh, right. We'll tell you. We got too many long stories, bro. We only have an hour. All right. All right. <laughs> Iron Maiden. Um, okay. Let's see. This story I found uh, fun. Let me. I need to look at my notes and see what country this is from because I forget. El Salvador. I think El Salvador is one of the only countries who are putting advertising dollars into anything but vaccinations for COVID. Interesting. Everywhere else, all the ads are just vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. We'll check this out. And there's subtitles. I know you can't hear the sound when I play these videos, but so there's, um, and it's in Spanish anyway. So luckily there's English subtitles uh, for you to follow along here, Tony. So. All right. Mantener un estilo de vida saludable también so ayuda a reducir las complicaciones por COVID-19. Los grupos con más riesgo de mortalidad son los adultos mayores y las personas con obesidad, hipertensión, diabetes y enfermedades crónicas. Por eso ponen práctica estas recomendaciones. Aliméntate saludablemente con una dieta balanceada para acercarte a tu peso haz actividades al aire libre, así respiras aire fresco y recibes algo de sol, lo que tu cuerpo necesita para producir vitamina D, toma por lo menos dos litros de agua al día para mantener tus riñones saludables. Reduce el estrés dedicándote tiempo a ti mismo, por ejemplo, haciendo yoga o leyendo un libro. Trata de dormir no menos de seis horas al día. Incluye cítricos en tu dieta, como limones, naranjas o mandarinas. Evita Avoid el consumo alcohol. de bebidas alcohólicas, alimentos altos en azúcar, yeah. o en grasas saturadas. Hoy más que nunca, debemos cuidarnos entre todos. Mantente saludable. Gobierno de El Salvador. Oh, that's just good life advice. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the best advice for the Rona. Well, it's to avoid it. And pretty much everything else. And get through, you know, get through it. Get through life, yeah, you know, for as long as you can. Well, that's a good step one. Yeah, that's nice because I'm, I'm really, I would rather watch this commercial. You know, being that we have to watch commercials, <laughs> I'd rather watch this. Like, it kind of guilts you into not so much guilts, but guilts you into like, you know, maybe put that cheeseburger down and maybe go outside. Yeah, nobody listens to that though. I don't know. I was feeling pretty bad. I wanted to go. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to go ride a bike or fly a kite. <laughs> well, this story, uh, no subtitles needed. You'll be able to recognize exactly what's going on here. Is it a Karen? Right. Yeah, not quite. Oh, I, was tra- not I always quite. try to guess from the paused video. Like, is it a Karen? Well, uh, okay, this <laughs> dude's wife might be, but uh, you, you'll see what happens here. Uh, Spin on McDuff. So uh, here's a here's a fella. He's taking his family to get some ice cream, and apparently there's somewhere that still requires masks. So we'll leave it at that. So here comes a lady who uh, apparently was turned away earlier because she doesn't have a mask. So she took off her dress. Is She's in her underwear, underwear and is now attempting to use the dress as a mask. And this poor guy is like, "Well, I have to look." <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. You can't not look. Oh, man. And the wife, Wait you know, you it. can tell the wife is not pleased about, he's you know. Like, uh, he's like, he's uh, there, you lingered. She bro. even points. She's like, look at the menu. Okay, look at the menu. <laughs> you lingered, bro. Bro, you lingered. That was too much. <laughs> and I guess they finally are like, no, you can't do that. Go away. And he's like, well, let me get one last one look. Last <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, somebody's walking around like that. That woman, his wife's living in denial, too. Just, just weird. Uh, I apparently got a good one, because mine would be like, would you look at that? Well, would you <laughs> look at that? She'd be right along with me like, what the fuck? <laughs> Her tits are just hanging out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Does that wrap up, about wrap up our news? Yeah, that's it for the news. Excellent. Um, so we're going to uh, take a brief commercial break, and we will come back with the week in history. Are we going to play that? Uh, Port- we should get Portugal to be a sponsor. We'll play that. I, yeah, I would play that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll. Uh, All right, I'm going to Chuck Willer it. We'll be back in two and two. That's right. We'll try this. made an awful noise, and the last time I got them done, it was so expensive. You should Buttons go to Auto Autoworks. They did a great job on mine, and it was way cheaper than I've been. That sounds great. I need to get their number from you. At EXO Auto Works, we offer the best price on brake service in town. We include brand new brake pads, rotors, and hardware, which saves you money and gets you on the road faster. See our website for a full list of our services. Call EXO Auto Works today. Stop destroying your beard. Let me explain. A little while back, I thought I was properly taking care of my beard. Turns out, I was destroying it. Dry, brittle, hair falling out. My girlfriend hated it. He was worse than a dog without the cute puppy breath. So then, she ordered the beard scrubber. Game changer. Natural ingredients, awesome packaging, and it smells phenomenal. You smell sexy. Thank you. Oils. Bombs. They have beard growth accelerators in addition to the new carbon you know, X three in one commercials, how they have a dude massive and like volumizer Eastern along European with washes and conditioners. Stop destroying your beard. Order the beard struggle. I have something you can destroy. Order online now from the beardstruggle.com. Use the code TLANE15 for 15% off your order. Good job, Trevor. Alrighty. Yeah, we've, we've figured it out. Well, uh, let's slide into uh, the week in his story. Uh, <clears throat> so, January 6th, 1919, Theodore Roosevelt. 26. No, 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 January 6th, 1919. What happened, Tony? Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> Roosevelt. Oh, was he trying to run into the Bull Moose Party? Not quite. That's good. This is a good trivia. Not quite. We show him the picture, give him the date, see what we happens. Can, we can try that. Yeah, yeah let's see what happens. Fun. World War One just ended about two months prior. Did he have something to do with the armistice signing in Versailles? No. 
No, not on. No not on this week. All right. But awesome. I'm digging this. We're yes. Do that again next round. I'll tell you. I'll tell you All what right. he did. Sounds good. He died at the age of 16. <laughs> His home. Did I said anything? In Sagamore Hill, New York. So. <laughs> that got macabre quickly. Yep. <laughs> Damn, Trevor. January seventh, nineteen eighty-five. Nineteen eighty-five. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess that's Hubble. No. Nope. Uh, second guess. So that's got to be. I'm guessing Venus. Venus in the background. There was a Russian satellite took pictures of Venus. No, it's almost, not Russian. Almost. It's a smaller country oh, and it's an island. Oh, it's a smaller country and it's an island. Australia? No, not quite. Last. Uh, All right. All right. So January 7th, 1985, Japan launched its first interplanetary spacecraft, the Sakigake. I'm probably butchering that. Uh, The first deep space probe launched by any nation that was not the U.S. or USSR. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So it was supposed to do like what Voyager did and just go out there. Yep. Head on out there. Yep. So that that was on an episode of New Star Trek. <laughs> the Sakagagigi? The Sakagagigi. Damn right. it, Bakula, you're ruining the franchise. <laughs> uh, January 9th, 2007. 2007. I'm going to guess this is the first iPhone. You got it. Bing, ding, ding. Steve Jobs, the CEO of Apple, unveiled the first iPhone. Uh, let's see, January 10th, 1912. Oh, yeah. Actually, this is, I just did this. Um, January 10th, 1912. This is the introduction of the first military airplanes um, used by the Aeronautics Corps um, Signal Division uh, that was founded in 1907. This is the Wilbur. Um, Wilbur and Orville's flight. Uh, I don't think that's them specifically, but uh, yes, it's the first military airplane in existence. Close, two, close. It's the first flying boat. I was way it's off. The first okay. flying boat. So it's the first. <laughs> it's the first aircraft that could land on water. Um, but it definitely they. I'm sure they saw a military application immediately. Um, and it was. Uh, it was invented by Glenn Curtis. And it made its first flight in Hammondsport. It doesn't say what state. So, so yeah, actually, that's interesting. One of the things that I had done while I was reading was you had the first military organization open up four years after the first flight. And they got something like 42 applications for blueprints on trying to get the first uh, military airplane. And that was just within the U.S. When you're looking at overseas, by 1911, Military flight was being used by Italy against the Turkish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they definitely saw the potential and jumped on that shit right away. Oh yeah. Um. All right. January eleventh, nineteen forty-one. January seventh. January eleventh, nineteen forty-one. So we're going through the week. So we just did the tenth. Yeah. So now we're at the eleventh. But nineteen forty-one is the. Was it the introduction of the Nazi party into India? Almost, not quite. Different sandy country. There it is. There you go. Yep. North African uh, 
just African court. Adolf Hitler orders the, his forces to be prepared to enter North Africa, and uh, that began the establishment of the Africa Corps. So, mm. all right, last one. It's corpse, Trevor. Okay. <laughs> you know, I got to get him in there when I can. Uh, last one, January 12th, 1991. Uh, this is the Gulf War. That's uh, is that Bush? That is Bush. Senior? That is Bush. But the 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 event in particular was that Congress actually um, approved the money, so that that, that they oh, could okay. start, you know, doing stuff in the in the Gulf. So, fun fact: yeah. some people consider it the first space war. Yeah, maybe I just remember it as King George the first got pissy. <laughs> well, it was uh, because they used satellites so much. Yeah, yeah. They uh yeah they didn't really do too much with satellites in uh, Vietnam. I know that because I that's what I did in the army was satellite communications. Oh nice! And uh, they they weren't they weren't playing around with that in Vietnam. Still doing AWACS flyovers. They were doing um, either um, tropospheric where it bounces off the atmosphere, or <clears throat> um, they were just doing the like. Tall ass omnidirectional antennas. Because <laughs> <laughs> the other thing they had to contend with were the trees, and if it can't get up to, you know, either the atmosphere or satellite, you, you know, that's why they, that's why they did Agent Orange was to get rid of the trees. So, uh, I just have a side, quick side thing to uh, discuss. So when I first got in the military, I was set to work on. Um, these really old fashioned 1960s computers that still use the eight and a half inch floppy disks. Oh yeah. Yep. That you hear about sometimes. And or that uh, we worked with in college. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, eight and a half. It's not even the five oh, inch. It's yeah. Like, I kid. No, not, I kid. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. These things were floppy and it was crazy because I ended up going to uh, the local space and air museum with my grandfather and he was in the air force as well. And we were walking around and I noticed the machines that I had worked on day to day. And he comes, calls me over and he goes, Hey, this is really cool. I used to work on these when I was, you know, like I work on these at my age too, gramps. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I did six months of training. There was one paragraph about what I did. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the museum here in Colorado Springs with Nikola Tesla. There's like one paragraph. That's it. <laughs> yep. You're in good company, bro. In good company. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, that wraps up our week in his street. Uh, Tony, you got one out of six. Trevor, tell him what he's won. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. You <laughs> get nothing. Man, we really appreciate you coming on the show, hanging out with us today. Uh, super cool. I'm going to definitely check out your two videos at some point. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's great being on. It's fun. Keep them, keep them rolling, man. And, uh, um, what's, what's the stuff? I don't know. What you were saying you were going to, what was the next one you were going to do? Next one, I'm, I'm, I want to do one on Mortal Kombat. Yes. The history of uh, yes. video games and kind of, uh, what people are doing right now to keep track of video games right. um, in regards to modern museums. That's so crazy cool. Mine was uh, uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo SNES. 
No, I'm following. I'm following Mortal Kombat I know. because Mortal Kombat went up to the uh, went up to the Supreme Court and Congress. Mm-hmm. Yep, I never really got into. I didn't have the whatever it was, the Atari. No, I didn't have the Pong. Nope. See what I'm doing here? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it. I was a little bit before my time, but I get it. <laughs> I did not have the Mortal Kombat's. The movie was good. What you know? I didn't get the chance to see the movie. The original, and I was actually supposed to come out with it for the movie, but uh, that was. Oh, you're talking about the new so. movie? No, the the, no. the empty nostalgia. We're, no, 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 we're talking. We're about talking the about movie. the what was that? Ninety four, ninety five. Hell yeah! Whoa. That was the worst thing to hit. That was great. That was Christopher my Lambert of uh, Highlander, Highlander fame. Well, you know, playing Raiden. You're on your way up, or on, mm. you're on your way out of Hollywood, I guess. Yeah, it that was a great show. That was a great movie. It, yeah. it holds up today. It's just it's just as bad as it was then. Yeah, it does. Even it back up. then, it was like that's very clearly a claymation thing yeah. that you got going on. And then, oh, that's shitty CGI. <laughs> I will say this: the fight scene between uh, Reptile and uh, Liu Kang was pretty badass. That saved the movie. Okay, it's a good fight scene, and Sony Blade's legs. Yep. Yep. Without further ado, we won't keep you any longer. You probably want to do other things with your life. All right. Well, thank you very much for having me on, and uh, appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, man. All right. Bye-bye. And that ends another thrilling episode of Man Tools Media here on the Man Tools, Man Tools, Man Tools stuff. Thank you to our guest, Tony, from The Pop Historian on YouTube. Check it out. It's the one with the popcorn, not the video game. Yeah, the other one's like... um, the other one's just like a red. It says like TPH, the pop historian. His is a bucket of popcorn. So I dig it. You I'm know, much like... much like other people I know, he hasn't quite grown to the point of being able to get that custom URL. Right. So like and subscribe. Or like, he had it and lost it. Had I mean, it lost it. Way. Like another <laughs> very popular uh, uh, man tools. Podcast. <laughs> Thanks to our sponsors, EXO Autoworks and Harmonic Studios, and soon to be a few others. Uh, the Beard Struggle, remember when you go to beardstruggle.com, enter T Lane 154. Get your discount. Get some discounts. Thanks for watching and or listening. And please check us out on the web at mantoolsmedia.com. Our social media is at HyPage, H Y Page, slash mantoolsmedia. Once again, like, subscribe, share, rate, review, do all of the stuff. Send us cat videos. It'll be amazing. We like that. I'm down. Yeah. That's it for me. All right. Good night, everybody.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.